So we're holding by Shmuel Bey's Perik Zion, the learning tonight should be a schosu lunish master bechil mecha ben osher, and yecheskel shraga ben avram yehuda, as well as a schosu for fushlema for Moshe ben Miriam. So before we begin Perik Zion, I want to go back and have one last final thought on the end of Perik Vav, where we learned about the disagreement between Michal and David, about David's excessive celebration. And we saw that Michal's punishment was that she had no long, no, she did not have any further children. So in the Sefer Dovah Shalom, Shalom Koyin explains the Midah connected Midah between Michal's words and Michal's punishment. He says, he brings down from the Medrash in Bamidbar Rabbah that says that Michal referred to the mothers of Klai Yisrael as Amhois Avadov. Right? She says to David that you revealed yourself, Le'ene Amhois Avadov, to the maidservants of your servants. To which um, the Medrash says she's referring to the Amhois, is the, is, the, um, is the mothers. She's referring to the mothers of Klai Yisrael as Amhois, as maidservants. Why? Because in, in her eyes, they didn't act in a dignified manner. They ran after their children all day, cleaning up, clothing them, changing diapers, bathing them. And their job was like cleaning ladies and babysitters. And in her mind, that was not a chash of a role. So which David answered her, No, just the opposite. Those amahis that you referred to, I will be honored through them. Meaning, David's saying, they're not maidservants. Rather, they're imahis hakadoshis. And halavai, David said, my chelek should be the same as them. So Kedush Baruch Hu says to Michal, if you don't understand the tafkid of a Jewish mother, yes, she's cleaning up after her children, yes, she's acting like a quasi-babysitter slash cleaning lady, but that is a holy job, and that is a, um, that is a um, tafkid of a mother, that's the purpose of a mother. If you don't understand the tafkid of a mother, then you are not zaychid to be a mother anymore, and for that reason, she did not have any further children. A tremendous chizuk, to the mothers out there who feel like they're running after their children cleaning up and it can feel monotonous, it can feel very mundane. But nevertheless, you see from here that that is a Asek Kodesh, that is a very holy job that a woman has. And that is part of her tafkit that earns her Chayu Olam Haba. And it should be a tremendous chizik for mothers out there who feel like cleaning ladies and babysitters that they are really, as David HaMelech calls, Imahis Kedoshes. Now we turn our attention to Perik Zion, which is a very familiar story that most, if not all of us, have heard when we were growing up, and that is the famous story of David HaMelech wanting to build the Beis HaMikdash, and Hashem telling him that it will not be him that will build the Beis HaMikdash, but rather it will be his sons. And we'll see that David expects this to be the next step in the progression, after successfully bringing the Aaron. He wants now to build a permanent place where the Shekhinah can rest, and in fact, Nasan Hanavi initially agrees with David. He believes that David is correct. But Hashem appears to David, we'll see. I rather, Hashem appears to Nasan, tells Nasan to go tell David that he will not be the one to build the base of Mikdash. Now, what was the basis for David's conclusion that it was the right time to build the base of Mikdash? So it's based on a it's based on a couple of Psukim in Sefer Dvarim and Pashas Re'e, which the Gemara and Sanhedrin and Davchafamid Bay's Darshans. So it begins in Perikid Bey's Pasuk Yud. The Pasuk says, that when you cross the Yardin, and you'll dwell in the land, Hashem will grant you as an inheritance. Here's the key line. And Hashem will give you rest from all of your surrounding enemies, and you live securely. Then in Pasuk Yud, right? That there, you'll build the Vesa and you'll bring Karbanas. So this key condition here of that you have to have rest from your surrounding enemies and live securely. And based on that, David felt that the 
time was ripe, that those conditions were mekoyim, and therefore David felt that it was an obligation now on him, achiyav on him, based on the psokim, to go and build a base of Mekush. And the Malbim spells this out a little bit more. The Malbim says that there are two Tanoim brought down in the Gemara. Number one is that you have to have a Melech, which obviously David was. And number two is you have to have this respite, you have to have this peace <coughs> from your enemies. So David thought that these two conditions were Mekoyim at this point. And in addition, David saw the fact that he had a house that was built by Chiram, who was a foreign melech, as a sign that Hashem now had secured his malchus to the point where he had right? The, the fact that Chiram, a foreign nation, had built him a house was a raya, was a simon that Hashem had established his malchus, and therefore it was the right time to build the base of Mikdash. Now the Radak says, I will see that David still has a lot of wars that he fights ahead of him. But the Radak explains that Eretz Yisrael was no longer under imminent attack, like previously where we saw the Plishtim attacked and Amoin attacked. That wasn't going to happen anymore. Yisrael was secure enough that when they went to war, it was them that was attacking a hostile army, but not that the, an enemy was attacking them. Okay? They took preactive, uh, they were proactive uh, to, to fight battles against their enemies, but not that, that Eretz Yisrael was under imminent attack. And for that reason, says the Radak, David felt that it was considered since Klai Yisrael was not under the threat of attack from another army. So Pasuk it happened after the king was settled in his home. And here are the key words. Hashem had given him respite. Hashem had given him rest from all of his surrounding enemies. So again, those key words which tie into the Pasuk and Dvarim, which the Gemara brings as a raya, that that's why David felt that it was the right time to build the base of Mignosh, because that Pasuk, the Tanai, the condition of that Pasuk, had been Mekoyim. So Pasuk Be'ez, So the king says to Nasan Anavi, Re'ei, no, see now, that I'm sitting in a house of cedar, while the Aron of Hashem is dwelling in a curtain. In other words, it's a bazillion that I have a nice house, and the Aron, which belongs in the house of Hashem, in an even nicer house, is instead sitting in a temporary uh, uh, curtain. It's sitting in a tent. It has no permanent home. Now, the Redox says that even though David only spoke about the Aron, and that it was improper and disrespectful for him to live in comfort while the Aaron is living in a tent. But it equally applied to the Mizbeach and the rest of the Mishkan that was in Givon as well, that that was also in a Yeriah, that was also in a temporary home. David wanted to honor Hashem by bringing it into a permanent home. So the Radak says, seems to say that David's focus was on the Aaron specifically because that's the one that he had brought to Yerushalayim. The Tars Chaim says David's focus was on the Aaron specifically because the whole purpose of building the Beis Hamikdash is for the Aaron to be there because once the Aaron is there, that causes the Shechina to rest there. And he brings the Zerai, if you look at the Bayashani, since the Aaron was not there, that's why the Shechina was not resting there. So David's focus is on the Aaron because the, by the Aaron being in the Beis Hamikdash, that would allow the Shechina to rest on that place.